Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Confident Woman Podcast. We're super excited today because we have our first guest on the show. So we've been waiting to do this a long time. So we're really, really lucky because we have a friend of ours, Lindsay Sider, that's going to be speaking with us today. And I met Lindsay just a few weeks ago, actually, or a month ago. I don't know. Not very long ago, but through a mutual friend. And it was one of those um, meetings that I was like, gosh, I feel like we've been friends forever. And just the conversation we had and after getting to know her, I mean, I've just learned a ton from her and she's an amazing person. Um, She's a certified nurse practitioner and over the past few years has been working with fertility consultant, like helping people get pregnant naturally, understanding their bodies, their hormones, and um, what they can do to safely and naturally get pregnant. Um, So that's exciting. So Lindsay, hello. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So I know, well, so would you just briefly explain, I guess, like what it is that you, what you do and what you focus on? Because I probably butcher it. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So I am a nurse practitioner. Um, I've been working in a holistic private practice in Columbus, Ohio for the last seven years. But over the last couple of years, I've just, uh, my passion for working with women with infertility has really grown and using more natural approaches um, is what I focus on. And so that's been really exciting, um, focusing with, with those women. Yeah, I think I can attest that because, I mean, I started in January of this year trying to get pregnant and didn't get a positive pregnancy test till August. So I know that can be really frustrating as a woman trying to figure out what's wrong with me, what's going on, or whatever. So is that typically like what some of your clients are facing, like they're trying and just struggling or? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times in conventional medicine, um, there's just a lot of limitations or a lot of areas that are overlooked, you know, looking at like thyroid and hormones and nutrition and things that um, can be simple fixes, but not, um, they're not always looked at. And so I'm really passionate about getting to the root of why hormones are out of, um, out of balance and what you can do to optimize your body. And, and it's not just for women dealing with infertility, but someone who's thinking about getting pregnant. I mean, you can't just, um, I mean, there's a lot of people who get pregnant right away. Um, right. Um, but what is the health class? It takes one time, but that's right. (laughs) And I feel like it's like, you have like in the beginning, it's like you go through like worrying about preventing pregnancy and you're like, Oh, I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to get pregnant. And then you know, you get married and a lot of women are getting married later. And then it's like, okay, I'm ready to have um, a baby now. And then it's like, Oh, I thought it would be easy. And all this, it's been all these years, like worrying about getting pregnant. And now I'm like the opposite and spectrum (laughs) trying to worry about getting pregnant. And so, but I do feel like um, taking care of your body um, beforehand and optimizing, you know, your hormones and nutrition. And that way, when it is time, when you are ready, that your body's ready as well. And they're, um, you're not trying to play catch up. So, right. so that's something I am passionate about too. That's great. It's like just a lot of times, even for women who are or are not trying to get pregnant, I know from my own personal experience, there was a, a period of no pun intended, but period of time where I actually didn't have a period as well. And it was just, I realized it was a lot of the hormones in there. So yeah, I'm curious to hear more of how to combat that and sharing more of your story. So um, I I mean, you're going to have a ton of takeaways and I feel like every listener from any spectrum could really benefit from this. 
especially too, like we, like you said earlier, like women, we spend most of our lives trying not to get pregnant. <laughs> so then when you decide, like, is there something that you've seen that is like the, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of components, but I'm saying like overall, like something you see that's more common, whether it's diet or hormonal imbalance due to whatever. Yeah. And I would say the top two things that I've seen um, through working with women at my clinic and then um, even like private clients is um, low progesterone levels and then thyroid not being optimized. And that can be due to a lot of different factors. I think that there's a lot more stress um, that women are faced with in our society. And um, there's a lot of pressure that women put on themselves too, whether it's in their job to look a certain way. Um, you know, just trying to put these high standards on themselves and that can create a ton of stress. And when we're under stress, then our progesterone levels will become depleted because your body's using your progesterone to make cortisol, which is your stress hormone. And so when I've done hormone testing on a lot of women, they have very little um, progesterone levels, which is needed to sustain, you know, a pregnancy and to help regulate your cycle. And then also thyroid can get out of whack and when your progesterone levels are low then it can throw off your thyroid so those would be like the top two things i mean everybody's different and there's always different causes but i would say across the board those are two of like the most like common areas that i see that are contributing to infertility right and so how would you say you jumped into this field like, do you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to help women get pregnant? <laughs> yeah, it's actually been an interesting journey over the last probably like 10 to 12 years. And Rachel, I relate a lot to you when you said that there's a period of time you didn't have your period. Mm -hmm. um, because when I was in high school, um, I was into running track and, you know, all my friends were dieting. So I was like, well, I'm going to go on a diet too. And so I started losing weight. And with that, I lost my period. And so the gynecologist was like, oh, we'll just put you on birth control pills. Like you're getting ready to go to college. You know, you don't want to have to worry about not having a period. Just put you on birth control pills. You'll be fine. So I did start to get a period, but it was a false period because I was on synthetic hormones. And, um, you know, the underlying issue as to why I'd lost my period just kept getting worse as I got more into, you know, competitive long distance running. Um, really like being um, controlling and watching what I ate and being restrictive and continuing to lose weight. But I was fine because I was having a period every month on birth control pills. Okay. And so I went through that whole stage in college and just kept getting um, chronic injuries. And, you know, my health was um, deteriorating a little bit. And when I was in graduate school to get my nurse master's to become a nurse practitioner, we were learning about birth control pills. And I was like, wow, there's so many side effects on birth control pills. Like, why am I, why am I still taking this? Like, I don't need it for birth control. And, um, so I took myself off of it and then I just never got my period. And, um, you know, part of me knew the underlying reason is why I wasn't having a period. Um, I was still really into, um, exercise and fitness and, um, being very, um, restrictive and just like, perfectionistic in um, how I ate and, you know, controlling my body. And so um, I went for five years um, without having a period. And during that time period, you know, when I would check my hormones, I had the hormones of a menopausal woman, like they were just like zero hormones. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and it, 
then a doctor had me get a bone scan and I had osteopenia, which is like early signs of osteoporosis. And you were how old? And I was 26 at the time. Wow. And so that was like a big wake up call to me. I was like, okay, I'm being really selfish here just to try to look a certain way and to be perfect. And here I'm not even healthy. Like people look at me on the outside and well, I did, didn't necessarily look the healthiest, but at the same time, you know, they thought that, you know, I was eating well and that I was, you know, exercising. And so on the outside, um, people thought I was fine, but really my hormones were a mess. My body was falling apart and deteriorating. And at the time I was like, you know, I don't even really want my own kids. Like maybe when I'm older, like I'll adopt, you know, um, cause I wanted to be a mom at some point, but I also didn't want my body to change. And there came to a point where like God kept like speaking to me over these years, just to surrender and to just trust him. And I knew what I needed to do. And then finally I was just like, all right. Um, I think it was, I had gone to Honduras on a mission trip and I was around all these kids there. And it was like the most love I had felt um, on that trip. And I think during that time I was like, wow, I really do want to be a mom. Like I love these kids. Like I just felt like a mom to them and I was so full of love. And I came back from that trip changed. And like over that course of the next year, I felt like God was moving me closer to being able to make changes. And so um, I finally surrendered at like um, the end of like November of 2015 and was like, all right, I'm going to like re completely rest. Um, during that time period, I'd never taken a long like rest from like exercise. And I was like, I'm going to do like zero exercise. I'm just yeah. going to rest and let my body heal. I'm going to eat more. And so, um, over the next three months, like I gained needed weight, um, to be healthier. And then we went on a mission trip again in um, Honduras that February and Holy spirit told me to bring like supplies because I just, I was like, okay, I haven't had my period in five years, but I'll bring stuff. And so I was just obedient, brought things. And I remember like the first day, one of my friends started her period and I was like, oh, you can have like this stuff. Like. God told me to bring um, <laughs> for you. supplies, and I was like, maybe it's for you. I was like, I haven't had a period in five years, so I don't really know why I brought stuff. And so I thought it was maybe for her. Then we go up to the mountain that I had been the year before, like the next day, uh, where I had fallen in love with all the kids and just had felt like so much love the previous year. And I was so happy to be there. And then the very next morning, I woke up and I had started my period. And... Wow. The name of this mountain is called Nueva Esperanza, um, and in English, that means new hope. And that was like, after that, I just um, really felt like the desire and passion to be a mom. And, and it was like, after that, like even on like mission trips, um, I would, people would come up for prayer for infertility and things. And I would just feel so much weight on it. And just my heart would break for them. And I would just like want them to be able to, to be a mom and to have the desires of their heart fulfilled. And then I started seeing more women with infertility in my clinic and seeing them be able to get pregnant. And it's just like that passion and desire kind of grew after that. And like knowing what it was like not to, you know, have a period and then to go to having this, heart and desire to be a mom, it just really made me passionate to help other women become moms. So yeah, that's how my, my passion for it has grown. Wow. I absolutely love that. I was getting chills when you were just talking about that, just because you don't realize like how much when we surrender, we, 
we open the doors for everything to just work out. And I can really relate to the whole um, eating issues that would that actually prevented me from having my period as well. I was very competitive um, and into exercise a lot. And um, obviously my diet was not in check. And that was something when, that I had experienced firsthand, especially when I started my first um, fitness competition. I actually looked at as when I reached that um, stage of the com competition, that that was almost like a milestone marker that I was so close to making it. So I don't know if that was something that you, as you, as your period had stopped, it was almost like, okay, maybe now I'm getting small enough. Maybe I'm, I've lost mm -hmm. enough weight. Um, I don't know. Can, is that something that maybe, I don't know if I'm alone, but I'm just curious to know how you interpreted that. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, when I was in high school, my period had first, like had stopped the first time from exercising and working out. I didn't really understand, you know, because I was still really young. I didn't really understand like what was going on with like my body and why it had stopped. And I didn't realize too how much of an um, indicator your period is of your health. Yeah. You know, like, um, like when you, when you lose your period, there's a lot going on that we don't understand or realize more than just like, oh, it's just a period, you know? Um, I didn't really understand like the depth of that and like what it meant. So for me, it was just like, oh, I lost my period. And so I guess, you know, I'll just take birth control pills and now I do have a period, but it was like that false thing. Like that I didn't really un like grasp the, the importance of it. Right? Yes, I, I mean, it was just kind of like when, when that happened, I woke up when it was supposed to, when I was supposed to get my period, I was like, awesome. It's not here. I guess I hit that, that mile marker. So I'm getting, you know, reaching that stage of perfection where I can be small and get that goal away. And it just made me push harder mm -hmm. because I wanted yeah. to sustain it. And I didn't realize the damage that I was doing to myself. And what you don't realize with women is that we associate like I guess I'm speaking on uh, from my experience was that I, I believed all those myths about food and labels. And I thought that if I was eating fat, it was going to make me fat. Uh, if I was mm -hmm. uh, eating carbs, it was going to make me fat. And I was just scared to get fat. And what I didn't realize what I was doing throughout this competition prep was obviously as my calories were getting cut, they were so quick and so extreme that my body was lacking so much of the, the natural healthy fats that we as women really, really do need. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm sure you could touch base on that uh, a bit further about how women really need fat in their diet, especially to sustain our hormones. Yeah. And your body uses fat to make hormones like you were mentioning. And so if we don't have fat in our diets, then, um, then our bodies, you know, a lot of women, that's where I talk about like the hormonal imbalances and like being deficient in, in um, low in your hormones is because if women aren't getting the necessary fat and it doesn't mean like fat from like baked goods and like right. fried foods and things like oh, that. Oh, dang so it. Healthy fat. <laughs> I did mention healthy fat. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, and there's so much good nutrition and nutrients in there that are important for your body in general. And, you know, vitamin D um, is another um, nutrient that a lot of women are low in that can affect fertility in both men and women. And vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. And so you need fat to absorb 
um, vitamin D. And so if you're not getting enough fat, then you're not going to be absorbing these other fat-soluble vitamins that are really important for, for fertility and just your hormones in general. We just overcomplicate things. We really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what's crazy too, I feel like you get, you when you were talking about like being in high school and people telling you like how fit and healthy you looked, but you're not. You know what I mean? Like we have like this image of what that looks like and it's not, it's not what you were doing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. I've never not had a period, guys. So I've never apparently gotten small enough. <laughs> well, there's other ways to not get a period too. Well, I, mean, yeah, I don't have one now because I'm pregnant. But well, I don't have one now because I have birth control. Oh, so it's, it's weird how it all works out because I had wanted to jumpstart and get my period back because I did want to become healthier. And so now I found a different, um, through multiple birth controls my, my whole life was like, Hmm. Okay. Let me see what I can do because I didn't want to really mess up my hormones because after that experience, I had been like fluctuating with everything and my body changed and then back on hormones and jumpstarting my um, period and just trying to regulate my body, which prompted me into just, I wanted to go as natural as possible, but yet also maintain. So I chose um, an IUD, which is now uh, going on, I don't know, six, seven years, and I haven't had a period. And I, I thought that was a bit weird. Me. What's, what's that? IUDs always terrified me. <laughs> I, get, I do not get a period. Um, like, I mean, like I, just, I don't have to remember anything. I'm not getting all the extra hormones that are from all the other um, pills that I had had before. So yeah. for me, it's it's just one direct hormone, which I guess makes me feel better because I'm only getting one. Yeah. Right, Lindsay. True or false? All birth controls are created equal. False. Okay. So that would be like some good question someone should ask their doctor before they get something. Like, does it matter? Like if you, if you want to get pregnant in the future, like, you know what I mean? Some people say like, oh, you should be off birth control for a year before you try to get pregnant or whatever. And obviously there's tons of different birth controls, but is there something you'd say is like, a better option if you know you want to eventually get pregnant or does yeah, I mean I actually like the IUDs um, I actually prefer them over the pills um, I feel like yeah you're getting less um, hormones now there's the copper IUD and then there's like the morena which is like the progestin like IUD. yeah I have morena <laughs> oh okay yeah and I would say with the copper IUD I always have women take zinc with it because copper can deplete zinc and zinc's really important for your immune system, for hormones. And so just taking zinc with the copper IUD can be really good to help offset that. Um, and I think it's dip, like women respond to different birth control pills like differently. I would say in general, the pills will deplete um, vitamin B6, zinc, um, folic acid, which is kind of interesting because you need all these B vitamins and things for getting pregnant. And so I would just say it's really important just to replete a lot of those vitamins that might be um, um, depleted, like while you're on the pill. So then that way your body's, you know, ready to go when you're ready to get pregnant. Right. Um, And some women, it can mess up their hormones a little bit afterwards. So it can take a little bit of time for their bodies to regulate. And other times women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome where they have irregular periods, 
sometimes doctors will put them on a birth control pill for you know three to four months just to regulate their cycle and then take them off the pill and then they're actually able to get pregnant you know it improves their chances of right. getting pregnant because they're um a little bit more regular having been on the pill right so yeah i think that just depends <laughs> So also too, we kind of strayed away from it, but I want to go back to your story with Honduras. Yeah. <laughs> because like stories like that to me are like the biggest, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Like most encouraging, I think, because we talk about it a lot and I am definitely someone that needs to practice it more, but um, taking that time to see like what speaks to you and follow your journey and actually like follow through with that. And I think um, when we first met, how, I don't know how long we talked at that coffee shop, but it was like a long time, mm -hmm. hours. But it's like one thing, like when you get to know somebody and it's like, oh, what do you do? And X, Y, Z, I do this. But it's like when you told me that story, it was such like a, like, you know, you have a heart for what you're doing and you're coming from a place of um, genuinely like wanting to give and help because of the feelings that you had that you listened to. So I think like that, that was like one of my favorite things I, about you from the first day I met you, I was like, this girl like follows her heart. She's like doing something out of passion, not just to like, you know how many people will just go, we'll start a business. Oh, I want to start a business, make money, blah, blah, blah. But I, it's like, you can tell you're sincere and come from a good place. And I think that story is so important because a lot of people have things like that happen in their lives, not specifically that, but something like that that calls them to what they're supposed to be doing and just ignore it. So mm -hmm. I think it's really cool of you that you took that and followed that and then kept pursuing it. Yeah. That that's badass. Because that's, that's almost like the full surrendering because when you really yes. just give in and accept your story, but also overcoming it and there's, you're doing exactly what you had experienced and now you're like really helping those women because you have that personal experience plus the passion behind it because you've lived it and you've overcome it. Do you get yeah. emotional when you talk to clients sometimes? <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> so, and then you recently moved. Yes, I did. Florida. So I think that was a whole nother surrender thing too, right? Where you're just like, this is where I'm called to be. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, over the course of like a year, I felt like God wanted me to move and it was just like, okay, God, like where? <laughs> and um, I had a group of friends move out to Seattle, so I didn't know if it was there. But then my aunt and uncle in Florida um, opened up their home to me, and I was like, and I just kept getting confirmation after confirmation that I needed to go down there. But it wasn't that it was, even though it's been great, like it's been very freeing. I feel like it's the right place. I have a lot of peace on it. Um, but it's just been difficult because, you know, my family's been here and I love like the clinic that I worked at, like I grew a lot there. And so like leaving all of that, but at the same time, it's like, it was worth it because like, you're talking about like the surrendering, it's like, okay, God, this is like your will, not my will. And so I know that if you're asking me to leave these things behind, then you have something better in store for me. And so it has been really cool, even just since in the last month since moving, um, yeah. just seeing how things have changed and how he's opened up doors of opportunity. And, um, yeah, it's just been, I've just been very thankful through the whole process. Do you spend a lot of time like in silence or like meditating or um, like, how this, like, is it just like something you notice throughout the day, like open dialogue with God or are you just like, or do things happen that draws your awareness that you're like, this is something I need to pay attention to. 
I would say there's like an open dialogue throughout the day. Like just being present, I think is um, something that it hasn't always been easy for me, but I feel like um, even just since moving, I feel like I've had less distractions and I've been less like caught up in my own head just because in the past, like when I was talking about like, um, you know, the perfectionism and thing is like, I was so self-focused on me being perfect that it was really hard for me to hear God and like to be completely like present in my day-to-day like um, activities. And so I feel like that's been like a big change. And so I would say like now, like going throughout the day, it's just like an awareness of things will be like highlighted to me. I'm like, Oh, I need to pay attention to this. Or um, I feel like I'm supposed to go to a certain place or go to a certain group. And then it's like, God um, connects me with someone, just kind of like how you and I met Aaron, how I was like, oh, I feel like I need to go to this group. And then I was like, oh, I need to have a one-on-one with this person. And then, you know, he connected us. And I was like, yeah, I really am excited to meet her. I feel like there's like, um, like she's going to be a good connection. And like, um, she just seems like a really cool person. And I don't know, like, I'll just like feel things like that. And it's just like, and I had just found out I was pregnant. So how crazy, like I needed someone like you to talk about some of these (laughs) things meant to be. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So just things like that. But I wouldn't say I have like a set time of like silence every day or like meditation. Um, there's times when I'm like, you know, I don't feel like listening to music or I just need like a break and I'll just go and like lay on the floor and just like lay there in like silence. Yeah. Um, So there was a really cool retreat I went to like two years ago in October. It was in Montana Mm -hmm. and it was this um, like wilderness retreat and you would spend like five hours outside by yourself in the wilderness of Montana and just be in silence and you just hear God. And like, it was like the best week. I was like, I I would love to do it at least like once a year just to kind of get back into that like place of like, getting rid of distractions and, you know, technology, like you had no internet service, no cell service. You were just completely like, yeah, solitude for like a week. And I think that that was awesome, but on a regular basis. Yeah. I think just like taking that time out too. I mean, just making that mental headspace, we find out so much more about ourselves and it's almost like our body is just trying to tell us what's going on, but also we have that like reassurance as well. And I think just overall, we're so bombarded with distractions throughout our day that we, we tune out what we need. And it really does. Um, it just from, how would you say like making that mental headspace of really, how does that really help your hormones and balance like creating a a stress-free and opening things up like that like how does that have you noticed a big difference in there yeah definitely um I and I would say it's interesting because I just didn't um tested my hormones like right before like leaving like moving and my hormones were like the best levels they have been in like the last like probably five years But I feel like even before moving, even though it was a stressful time, I was still, you know, excited in that peace about where I was going. And so like my stress levels were still, you know, less than what they had been when I was caught up in my own head and, you know, distracted or being uncertain of where I was going to go and um, just like worrying about everything. So that was like a tangible thing for me to see like, wow, like being present and, um, cutting out the distractions, it does have like a positive um, impact on hormones because, you know, when we're worried and stressed about things, even if we're not 
people are like, oh, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. But then they're like constantly worrying about something or, you know, they're just not present or taking that time out just to relax um, yes. because they're always doing something. Um, and then I do see that their hormone levels are affected and, you know, they're usually higher cortisol levels and um, it really does have a big effect on your, um, your hormones. Right. And it's almost like just taking, I mean, even like five minutes for like a body scan. But um, so what do you recommend as far as something like that? And also, how, how does one go about getting tested for their hormones? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, wait, how do I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say first to answer your first question about like going about just taking time out, like, like you say, even if it's just five minutes, like in the morning and in the evening, I really like to journal because it really helps to like focus my thoughts. And so usually in the morning, I like to just spend some quiet time, like five to 10 minutes, just being thankful, just like thinking about the day and um, just kind of clearing any like heaviness or distractions that I already have, because I don't want to take that into my day. I really want to be present and be open to whatever like God is highlighting and bringing in, um, because I don't want to miss an opportunity. That's um, that could be there during the day. And then at the end of the day, I like to think about how the day went, um, positive things, negative things, things I could have done better, um, things to be aware of for like the next opportunity that comes up. And then, you know, a lot of times I'll like to journal, even if it's just like briefly, um, just how things went, because then it just helps me to clear my thoughts and my emotions and so they don't get all backed up. Um, and then to get tested. What? Good idea. <laughs> I feel like that happens. <laughs> yeah. And then as far as getting tested, um, I like to do saliva testing for progesterone and estrogen levels. Um, we use a company called ZRT Laboratories, and you can actually go online and order kits yourself. Um, I usually recommend they have a saliva like trio test that I have women do. So it tests your progesterone, your estradiol and your testosterone levels. And I like looking at that and you do it at day 20 of your menstrual cycle. So, you know, sometimes I'll have women do it a couple times during that month because your hormones will fluctuate. Yeah. But um, day 20, if you're just going to do it one time is probably the best day because that's after ovulation in most women, if your periods are regular and so your progesterone should um, be doubled by that point. Um, so it'll give you a good reflection of what your progesterone level is. And then, um, you know, blood wise, um, I like to look at like an in-depth thyroid panel, TSH, 3T3, total T4, but then also reverse T3, um, because a lot of doctors will not look at that and they'll look at your thyroid and be like, oh, your thyroid looks completely normal, but they don't look at, um, you know, reverse T3 or antibodies and, um, you know, reverse T3, if that's elevated, that can block right. your Right, T3, I was just hormones. thinking that. Yeah. Just kidding. I don't know any of these words. Yeah. Uh, dang, is this an English right now? Now, is that something? <laughs> more than depth right now. I got you. No, that's good. That's good. It's a lot of the letters, but is that something your, like, your primary doctor or your, your gynecologist would know to test that, or is this something you could do on the testing itself? Um, I mean, you could do, now there's a lot of places online that you can actually order own labs. Um, I mean, a lot of doctors will test, but then there's also some who are just like, no, we just test TSH and that's it. And they won't look further. Um, So that's kind of the, um, 
kind of the challenge I have with a lot of working with a lot of other practitioners is they're kind of stuck on ordering what they want to order and not being open to looking at these other things. But um, yeah, there's, that's another thing I'm passionate about is I love going over lab work. Like I love just like looking at everything and um, it's like, they're like, yeah, my doctor said this all looked good, that it's normal. And I was like, it's normal in the normal range, but it's not optimal. And this shows you have a deficiency in this. And um, so it's really knowing how to like read the lab results. But Which is, that's um, why we would come to you. Cause yes. you're an expert. And I don't need, we don't, I don't need to know how to do that as long as you know how to. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you brought up the, on the trio test having, it's optimal to do um, the testing roughly around day 20 is it after or before your ovulation or? Yeah. So day one is the first day of your period. So okay. then you would count from there. Okay. So most it, women, yeah, they, most women ovulate between day 12 to 15. Again, it's going to vary depending on, on the person and how long your cycles are, but on like a 28 day cycle, like 28 day cycle, meaning like you had your period and it's 28 days until your next period. Okay, and so somebody like myself who does not have a period due to Mirena, could I benefit from something like that being tested? Yes. And <laughs> if so, when would it be optimal since I don't know when I start? My <laughs> last period was like six, seven years ago. <laughs> I'm past that 20 mark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't have any like obvious signs of like ovulation, like some women know when they ovulate because okay. they either get a pain on one side or the other or back pain or you know they'll have some type of indicator um you can also look at your like um cervical mucus like if it's like egg white and like sticky and you know that's when you're ovulating because that's when you're the most fertile um is that type of um cervical mucus if you don't have any of those signs then you could probably and like you know so if you had those signs then you could probably do it a week after that just as a guess um, if you don't have any of those signs, you could really do it whenever, um, but it still would be a good indicator because it'll show where your hormone levels are on the marina and if there's anything you need to do to like supplement with that, like as far as like a bioidentical, like natural, like progesterone cream or something like that. Okay. Good to know. So yeah. much. So obviously you're a wealth of knowledge of it at this. That's why you do what you do. So if somebody was like listening and they're like, I need to... I want to become pregnant or I need to be more regular. I'm not sure if, if my T3s are in check. Well, like how could they reach out to you? How could they find you to have them help you? Or how do you help them? So they can um, reach out to me. I have a uh, website. It's more like a landing page. It's just um, a little bit about me, but you could go to www.lindsaysider.com. And I have a free, like three part webinar series about getting pregnant naturally that you can watch. And then I also have a link on there that you can set up a free like consult with me. Um, I get pregnant naturally like planning session where we can see if we're a good fit to work together. Right. And then um, you can also reach out on Facebook. I'm on Facebook as Lindsay Sider, and I have a um, private get pregnant naturally Facebook group that you can also join. Ooh, that'd be good to have that community. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we'll put all the, um, your website and all that kind of stuff in the show notes and all that kind of stuff so people can find it easy because your last name is Cider, but it's not spelled like apple cider. As I <laughs> yeah, asked you, no. like, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> your last name. Um, 
but no, and um, so you're you're you can help with anybody and anywhere in the world, right? So it doesn't yeah. matter because you're in Florida now, from Ohio, but it doesn't matter. If someone's in California, you can help them. Virtually mm -hmm. anybody throughout the entire world, you got them. Absolutely. Yep. Perfect. Um, so we'll wrap up here soon. Is there anything that you feel like you wanted to say that didn't get a chance to because I didn't shut my mouth long enough for you to <laughs> anything like that? Um, really the only thing just, I always like to leave like an encouraging word okay. for the listeners. Um, and one thing is just, you know, just kind of the theme of like surrendering and like letting go of control. And I would just say like, take the pressure off yourself. Like whatever your goal is right now, whether it is to get pregnant, whether it is another goal that your health goal, um, you know, work related goal, career, um, just to take the pressure off and just to give yourself grace, mm -hmm. um, and just surrender because things will fall into place. And a lot of times we put things on our timeline, um, because we get an idea or we see something in the future and we want it to happen like now. And a lot of times right. it's like a process and a like preparation season that has to take place first so that you're prepared and ready for whatever it is that, um, that you're doing. And so I just say, take the pressure off yourself. Like don't try to make it happen, but just to be open and surrender and just see where the journey leads. And I would also say just to have joy for the journey, like, whatever you're going through, just to have joy in that, because there's always something to learn. Like, even if it's something difficult you're going through, um, there's always something that you can gain from it and, um, that you need as like a preparation for like the next step in your life. So yeah, that would be my, my words of encouragement for, for the listeners. That's, That's amazing. great. <laughs> and yeah, I, I would just say like on top of that, what you just said, like I, Obviously, we thank you for being on the show with us, being our first guest, so giving us some grace as we're learning to do this. You've been awesome. And every I know like every word that you've said that you you don't just say it, you do it. And in just the short time I've known you, like that's one thing I've taken away from knowing you as a person is everything you just said, like slowing down, surrender, take the pressure off. So thank you, obviously, for being that person too and leading by example. Thank you. So yeah, so thanks so much. We'll put all your information in the show notes and on our Facebook page, The Confident Woman Podcast on Facebook. But thank you so much, Lindsay. And um, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. It was a pleasure being on here. <laughs> all right, thank you so much for listening to The Confident Woman Podcast. Um, for more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.